Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Idly hey! Welcome to another episode of The Brett Allen Show. Prepare to be astonished! A pop culture podcast. Join Brett Weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, <gasps> oh, television, back in business, baby. comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so gonna party! Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Brett Allen Show, a pop culture podcast uh, where we interview your favorite celebrities, actors from film and television, music, comedy, and more. And today, we have a ringer of a show. I can't even believe I'm having this conversation. We are chatting with international star and musician, the one and only Tito Jackson, uh, he is currently in the UK right now promoting his brand new record, Under Your Spell, which has become an instant hit in this household. Uh, this is a getting ready for school in the morning song uh, for myself and uh, my seven-year-old. Uh, Tito, welcome into the show. It's great to have you. Thank you, Brett. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. That's yes. Important. Yes. Well, this album is unbelievable. Again, like I said, my seven-year-old and I, we listen to this. It gets us moving in the morning uh, to get oh, him wow. up and ready for school. And yeah. uh, it also is great because it's exposing him to, again, an icon like yourself. And uh, you've done, I mean, you've been in the business forever. Um, and you've put out a lot of amazing albums. But this one in particular is a blues album, blues-themed. And it's also dedicated to your mother. So let's talk about this and, and let us in on a little bit if you can, you know, the inspiration for the record and, and kind of the taking the path to do, you know, blues. It, it's amazing. That started way long ago, Brett, you know, before the Jackson 5 even started, actually, because my father and mother were blues lovers, uh, played a lot of records uh, of B.B. King and all these other artists, Jimmy Reed and and Elmore James, and they just played all kind of music. And uh, so um, I'm digging this music. So my uncle Luther, my father's brother, would come over with his amplifying guitar on the, on the weekends. And they jam blues in the living room. And I'm a little kid, and I'm just uh, basically just enjoying the music, staring at the what they're doing, you know, singing and the fingering of the guitar and all these uh, other things. So, and my father used to always say to the older guys, myself, Jackie, and Jermaine, because we were four or five years older than Michael and Marlon, uh, when I go to work, don't touch my guitar. You know, <laughs> you know, he put it away in the case and stick it in the closet. And the moment he would run out the door, I would grab the guitar and start to try to do what I saw them do, whether it was yesterday or two days ago or whatever. I'm going to try it, you know. And uh, that went on for some time. My mother knew I was doing that, and uh, she supported it. And she would tell me, put the guitar where your dad would be home soon. You know, he didn't know I was playing it. So anyhow, 
one time I broke the string. And oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't know what to do, Brett. You know, uh, uh, he found out I'd been playing it when he opened that case and saw that broken string. He said, "Who's been playing my guitar?" I immediately <laughs> started crying. You know, so that gave it away. And after that, you know, he punished me for it and then put it in my lap and said, show me what you know. And I'm playing and crying, trying to play the little things, I, little tinkling, whatever I was doing. And he looked at my mother and said, he really trying to play this guitar, isn't he? She said, Joe, he's not playing with it. He really wants to play. You know, I, uh, I showed him my finger. I had a blister from playing it so much, you know, on my thumb, you know, and uh, he gave me the guitar. He said, I tell you what, I want you to learn every song you like to hear on the radio. So I started, uh, um, we listened to a lot of music, not just blues. So Motown was part of our listening music as well as Isley's and Bread, everybody. And uh, so here I am trying to learn these songs and the other brothers are singing with me. You know, they're singing in lyrical parts and We'd be singing and my father say, I gotta go to work, be quiet in that room, making all that noise, you know, and I, I'm skipping a portion of the story, but uh, to make a long story short, by then Michael and uh, Marlon had joined us and my mother said, I really think they got something. I think you, you ought to really take a listen to them. I, I think they, they may, might have something. My father said, <laughs> said to my mother, them boys can't sing. She said, no, Joe, I think you really need to listen to them. So he gave us our, our audition, of course. And I'm a little off the road of, of the original question here, but I'm getting back to it. That's okay. Uh, so, so he uh, auditioned us and he was really surprised. So the next paycheck he got, he went in and got a lot of things on loan. The music store must have loaned him the microphones and stands and all these other things. And uh, uh, he uh, basically rehearsed us every day. I mean, straight after school, you know. And, and back then, uh, after a while, we were doing shows and whatever. We, in those shows, we were doing some blues songs too. Uh, uh, we would do maybe four or five blues songs out of the set of music that we was doing at that time. And that's basically what it was. And at that time, you know, this is prior to Motown, uh, maybe I'll say three years before Motown. And, and uh, then after that, I never, got to play blues after Motown days, after I Want oh, wow. You Back came out, our first hit record. Unless maybe one of the brothers uh, split their pants or the microphone went down, then one they would say, Tito, play some blues, you know, to kill time <laughs> until they change, you know, whatever. So I would play some blues guitar and stuff. So, but I've always been a lover of blues. You know, I, one of my blues heroes, of course, is B.B. King. Uh, I adore his music. And I did a tribute uh, in my album with his daughter, Colette King, along with George Benson. 
So that's uh, very, very precious to my ears and uh, check it out. And uh, so that's basically it. So I've been, uh, I was in uh, Oxnard, California and out there for a while. And this, I'm going back to the eighties, the later eighties and the brothers hadn't worked just some time because we felt it was a good time to take a break you know, we've been on the road practically all our lives. But I was missing it after four or five years. So that's when I started my own blues band. And uh, that was around the year 2001, 2002, I believe. And, and I've been doing this blues thing off and on, and also with my brothers uh, going on the road as a member of the Jacksons or the Jackson Five as well as uh, um, doing the blues on, on my own as a solo. The album is fantastic. And again, I'm 47, so I remember the first time I saw you and your brothers. It was the Victory Tour um, back in the 80s. I think I was probably 9 or 10 years old. It was in Kansas City, Missouri at Kauffman Stadium. I remember it like it was yesterday wow. because... You you all were doing something. I felt like even then. Well, looking back on it, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. So, as an adult now, I can process it and understand. But the music that you were creating and performing was just so different than what was out and available. Again, you know, coming from a family, and and I have to say, I appreciate you sharing that story about growing up and having to audition and and really earning that space before your parents just kind of let you go and said, okay, you know, then you, you guys turn into like a phenomenon, I think essentially is what happened after years and years and whatnot. Looking back at your long and iconic career, I'm very curious, like, was there ever any advice that you were given along the way that sustained you, Tito, that kind of helped you and motivated you and kept yes. you going? Yes, and the device that was given to not just to me, but all the brothers, basically, and it came from other artists, and they told us uh, basically to never uh, uh, take drugs and, and to uh, also uh, don't get the big head was another one. They used to always say in those words. In other words, they saying don't think you any better than anyone else, you know, because we're all the same. We just this is a job, and it, if you look at it that way, uh, instead of saying this is a, a privilege uh, or whatever, uh, um, I look at it as a, a job and spreading a message. It's a great job because you get to to speak how you feel in your heart out to the world. So as uh, long as you understand those things and understand that you, you're no different, you're gonna die from the same stab wound or gunshot as the next man. So just make you a man just like everyone else. Such great advice. I'm very interested to find out, I know because you've been a musician and a, a, you know, a public figure and part of this legacy for so long, I mean, the name Tito Jackson, I mean, anybody in your family, Janet, Latoya, it doesn't matter, Michael, like people know who you are. And I'm certain now these days, 
you probably cross paths with a lot of younger musicians, whatever the case might be. Do they ever, do you ever find them like soliciting you for advice or, you know, all the time, time, I'm sure. I mean, is it hard for you to answer that question? Because the way that you went about it and had to go about it was, I mean, I don't think anybody's ever, I don't know for sure, but I'm just surmising that kind of way to get started. Like, cause it just was such a different time and, you know, a, the generation, there's just so, so many significant differences from what I yeah, you've well, shared. Well, back then, that's just the way it was. We didn't have the privileges of a, a Facebook or Instagram and social media. Uh, everything thing was basically uh, manual, you know, uh, uh, interviews. Uh, you had to could be interviewed and you had by a publication to learn about something to someone. Now you can, uh, on your cell phone, it's right there for you. Oh, I like that song, Shazam it. Find out who it is and buy now. And, and this, you got it, you know? But back then, I liked it back then because if you like the song, you get to go to the record store and listen to other songs and you get an album. You find out who's played on it and a little story about the album basically is what you get. Uh, to today, you you have to go and read the reviews and that whole thing on your cell phone. So, cell phones are very valuable, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I I, I mean, we're having a conversation. You're in a completely different country on an iPhone. I'm sitting exactly. here. I'm here at home in my studio, and yeah. I'm able to have this very special conversation with you. You know, and I think so. I mean, clearly, your music has transcended time, everything that you've been a part of. And because of social media, it's in the way that we listen to music, Shazam, Siri, whatever, Alexa, you know, it's it's interesting because I can listen to your music now. Like I tell my son, let's play this on the radio, get ready for school. And it's crazy. And it's exposed you and to so a new generation of of listeners and it's so fascinating but i i always help can't but think when i was talking to you know d snyder a couple days ago from you know formerly twisted sister and i said to him i said it's interesting imagine if social media had existed even during your time i mean it would be unbelievable you know the amount of uh people that would have had the reach but this music is great, and, uh, you know, at the end of the day, one last question here, Mr. Jackson, is as you kind of look back at all of this, and you have this brand-new album uh, under your spell, what, what is the hope that you have for the listener that they take away from it? Like, is there a message that you want to communicate? Because music is, is all about message and, and feeling and emotion. Yes, uh, well, I... I, I uh put my focus on song number two. It's a song called Love One Another, uh, featuring Stevie Wonder and myself and my brother Marlon and Bobby Rush and Kenny Neal. And the song is basically about uh, spreading the message of love. You know, that's what my family has been into for some time now. And uh, I, I just wanted to carry the message, especially after the 
situation in the Capitol uh, on, on January 6th and, and the uh, George Floyd situations and all these other things. We just have to be reminded to love one another. And, and uh, I tried to make an album that people can put on and, and just feel good about it. People think blues is sad. No, blues is not always sad. There's happy blues and there's sad blues, just like our pop records today. You know, so uh, I look at it that way. And uh, you can put this record on in a picnic during your hol holiday season, any Fourth of July, Christmas, whatever you feel. And it just feels good to me. Yeah, it's great. Every morning, you know, when we're getting ready for school, my seven-year-old says, Dad, put on the spell song, the magic song, you know, because that's how he equates it. Oh. And uh, it's a great album. And again, Tito, it's been an honor chatting with you. It's just been really a dream come true. Thank you for taking the time, traveling in another country, and for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Brett. This has been nice talking to you as well. And I'm going to uh, send you a signed copy of my CD. Wow. And, yeah, and I'd like to send your son one as well. Wonderful. That would be fantastic. Again, thank you, Mr. Jackson. I appreciate it. That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots, roll out. Go home.